Lord, help me to express what you've laid on my heart. Let it be the unadulterated truth of God. Because it's your truth that touches our hearts and sets us free. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. So, don't say anything after I tell you the title of the message. Just listen for a minute. Thank you, Lord, for me. Would you say that with me? Thank you, Lord, for me. Sound weird for you to say that to yourself? Or out loud? That's the problem. That's the problem. And you'll see as we go along. The great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now, usually we're pretty good with that, right? I want to love God, and I love Him more than I did yesterday. So I can... I can grab a hold of that. I want to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Second part of that, it says, love others. I can grab a hold of that. I want to love other people. To be honest, I don't always, but I'm trying So I I can understand love God, love others. But the third part of that, as you love yourself. See, the problem is, it's not the third part. It's the second part. It says, love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength, and love others as you love yourself. As you love yourself, you can love others. So what it's saying is you can't love others unless you love yourself first. If we try to love others without loving ourselves first, we're putting the love of others as a need that we have. And that puts both them and us in a very bad spot. If I need your love, sooner or later, something bad is going to happen because I'm putting a lot of pressure on you and me. Because you can't love me all the time. I know me. So in those times when it looks like to me that you don't love me, then I can't love myself. I'm putting your words actually ahead of God's words. And I'm expecting you to be my Lord because I'm putting all my stock in what you think about me. So today, I'm good, but I don't know about tomorrow. Look, people, 
I was a pastor once and there was people who couldn't stand me. Things happened in a church. Now, what happens when you're a pastor of a church and things ain't going too well? Well, the pastor is not the church, but the pastor stands in front as a representative. So the pastor is going to get read a certain way. So what happens at that time when you don't like me? When I'm not golden? What happens to me if I'm putting all my stock in what you think about me? I'm believing you above everything else. And my identity comes from you. What a bad place to put a person in on both sides. Because my identity is not wrapped around what you think about me. If it is, I'm not going to be a very happy pastor, husband, dad. I'm not going to be a happy person. This is the way of the world. This is what the world system does to us. We grew up in this system. It's all around us. Fortunately, we have a way to not get caught up in that system. Don't we? Don't we? (laughs) Give me one word that's a name that is the reason we don't have to get caught up in this. Thank you, Lord. See, being thankful, to me, it's, you can't be thankful if your identity is, if your identity comes from other people. You can't be thankful. First of all, you're not putting God in the right place, so you can't thank God because you've got these people telling you who you are and that. And you don't feel good about yourself. So how can you be thankful? Question. Tim. Tim. Can you be thankful for yourself? Is it possible for me to be thankful for myself? In a way that's not, ah, Tim, you're just arrogant. You're just a prideful guy, that's all. (laughs) Thankful for you, yeah. You're trying to put yourself above God. No. I'm trying to hear God tell me who I am so that my identity is caught up in what he says about me and not you. It's not that I don't like you, but I can't let you tell me who I am. Sooner or later, we won't be friends. So the title of the message, Thank You, Lord, for me. And I'm not being arrogant and prideful. Because this is the scripture. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love yourself so that you can love others. So the question then becomes, who does God say I am? That's what I want my identity to be caught up in because then I can thank God because I know what he says about me. I believe it 
and it informs me about who I am, and I can be thankful in that. I can't be thankful when my identity is caught up in you. You've heard me say this next thing before, but this is where it took me again this week. Okay, Tim. Tim, your ability to sin doesn't make you a sinner. Just because you have the ability to sin doesn't mean you're a sinner. When I was born again, when you were born again, when a person becomes born again, their sin nature is dead. No more sin nature. We're not driven by sin. We're not slaves of sin. Our sin nature is dead. I am not a sinner saved by grace. You aren't either. You were a sinner, but you have been saved by grace. So you're no longer a sinner. You're a son or daughter of God who may sin occasionally. But your identity is not sinner. If we walk around and think we're dirty, rotten sinners who once in a while step into the grace of God because we've done the right thing, if that's our attitude, there's going to come a time real soon when we're in a bad place because we won't believe what God says about us. So my identity is something I can be really thankful for. And I didn't do anything about it. I didn't make myself who I am. God did. Now, again, I'm not trying to make an excuse so that I say, well, I was short-tempered with you this morning, but it wasn't my fault. It's just the way I am. That's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying God made me a son of God. And as a son of God, I don't have a sin nature anymore. So that as a sin nature, I don't have to sin. (gasps) (gasps) Tim, what are you saying? Are you perfect? No, but I'm close. Why? I don't have a sin nature. I'm a son of God. And on the occasion when I may sin, I have an advocate before the Father, and I can take care of it immediately and get right back into right relationship. That's my identity. Righteous. Tim, righteous, <laughs> you blasphemer. I'm just, that's what the Bible says. I didn't come up with this. I'm righteous before God. Now, if I happen to sin and I say, eh, who cares about it? There's a problem because there's a separation there between my father and me. But again, Jesus has given us a way to take care of that. So I get born again. What happens? My sin nature is gone immediately. I don't have a sin nature anymore. All the influences for me to sin are coming from the outside, not the inside. There's nothing in me 
driving me to be a sinner, sinful person. Driving me to continue to be a sinner. No, it's the outside influences, the lies of the enemy, the world system, the way that seems right to a man, what I've grown up with in the past. All that stuff is outside. That's why I may sin. Because I start to agree with stupid stuff. That's not part of me anymore. It's the enemy lying to me. Trying to get me to stay where I used to be. And not believe in my new identity in Christ. It's kind of like, what perspective are you going to look at? And you know, I, I get born again. Okay, I'm a new creation. All things are new. You know what all things means? All things are new. I'm brand spanking new, just like a new baby. You pull them up, spank them. Brand spanking new, that's me. That's you. Ginny and I watch Home and Garden TV. It's about... The only excitement I can take anymore is watching to see how the house is going to turn out. (laughs) When we're born again, we're not a fixer-upper. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. God doesn't have to come in and rip down walls. We're brand new. What more do you want as a fixer-upper? We're brand new. Nothing against Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yes, there is such a thing as child development. Leanne, you teach little kids. Do little kids develop? Sure they do. In fact, you can almost write it on a chart how some of them are going to develop because people are people. Go through the different stages, but... So we do develop after we're born again. Because, you know, children aren't always the smartest people in the world. We have to learn and grow into things. But that doesn't mean my identity changes. I'm still a son of God. So in order for me to be thankful, I've got to believe that I believe that I believe that I am who God says I am then I can thank God because I know that's not me. So I thank God for who I am. I thank him for it. And then that allows me to not have expectations of you. I don't expect you to love me. You know, we're friends and we like each other. But I don't need you to like me for me to feel good about myself. I need to believe that I believe that I believe that I believe that I believe that I'm who God says I am. And because I'm who God says I am, that allows me to love Amanda with no strings attached because I don't need her love. I want God to touch Amanda. I want God to show her who she is because she is awesome in God. Suppose she does something I don't like. That doesn't... Tell me who I am. And I might cry for Amanda or feel bad for Amanda that at this moment she's not seeing 
her relationship with Christ for everything it could be. I'm concerned about her, not me. What does that have to do with me? Just that we're connected and we love each other. And I will pray for her. You see, I've got to believe what God says no matter what. No matter what I think or what has happened to me in the past, whether the past is five minutes ago or five years ago or 50 years ago. Actually, that has nothing to do with me today. I've been cut off from that. I don't have amnesia. I know what happened. But I've been cut off from that so it doesn't dictate who I am anymore. So, Lord, what should we do to work the works of God? Lord, what should we do? Here's what you do. Red letters. Believe in the one he has sent. No, I mean, Lord, no, what do I have to do? Believe in the one he has sent. No, I want to go out and do something. Uh, you know, my friends and I want to go out and, and do some God stuff. And what do you have to do? What can we do? Believe in the one he has sent. Because if you don't start there, it doesn't matter what you do. It probably won't be God in the first place. You'll be doing something or I'll be doing something to make myself look good. Or to, to me, not to you. I've you know, got to make myself look good. So as a believer, the first thing I have to do is believe. And when I believe God and what he says about me, I'm at peace. And what does my behavior or my words look like? It's coming from something inside of me that God has placed in there. A deep peace and sense of who I am. I'm settled in that. And I know God loves me. He always will. So I can walk forward in peace and thankfulness. But let's remember, I'm talking about the fruit of the Christian life. It's like an apple tree. You don't walk by apple orchards in the Hudson Valley here and you hear like the apple trees are grunting out some apples, you know. Ooh, there comes an apple. Poof. Poof. That's not the way fruit grows. An apple tree grows fruit because it's an apple tree. Apples Grow out of apple trees because that's the way God designed it to be. And when we step into everything that God has designed us to be, son and daughters of God, totally believing in him, the fruit just shows up. We don't have to grunt out stuff. It's just there because it's a heart issue. We have to settle in our hearts God's truth. And then the Christian life just comes out. And we know it's not us. It's not me, Lord. I know what I was before God. I know it came out of me. So this must be you, Lord, and I thank you. I give you all praise, honor, and glory. And that's what I want for every single person in the world.
Because it's possible. something for me. Give everybody one of those things. I found this list in some book long ago. Who I am in Christ. This is not an exhaustive list. This is just examples of what God's Word says. Raise your hand if you believe God's Word is the truth. Leanne, you didn't raise your hand. Just kidding, just kidding. I'm not going to go through every one of these things. But there's a couple that really, really strike me. First one, I'm now God's child. It says right in 1 John, you are children of God. Now tell me, the perfect God of the universe, completely loving, says you are his child. When you get that settled in your heart, what's your behavior going to look like? What's your words going to sound like? If you really believe that, Would it be any different than it is today? I wonder. For some of us, it might be. That means we've got to get alone with God and say, God, you said I'm your child. You love me. You always will love me. Nothing is going to thwart that love. That love is not going to wax and wane. You're going to love me with all of your love all the time. Thank you, Lord. If I really believe that in my heart, how is what Amanda says about me going to change change me? I'm going to hear what she says in a totally different way. And she's not going to trash me every minute of the day. I know that. But the enemy is going to use a couple words that she says, those words that I heard 20 years ago, and try to say, see, those words are still true. What's my response? I'm a child of God. What are you trying to talk about? What are you telling me? That's not true. I know who I am. I'm God's child. That's not changing. Or I'm free from all condemnation. Romans 8.1 There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It says right there. So don't live in Romans chapter 7 and say, see Paul believed he was a sinner saved by grace. No. He was talking rhetorically in chapter 7. But get to chapter 8 and says there's no condemnation. That's where he's living. Nobody in the world can say anything against me. Why can't you arrogant fool? Nobody in the world can say anything against me and have it affect me unless I let it. Unless I allow it. Now, by God's grace, I'm not going out and do a lot of the things that are in the news today, you know, that might show that I'm not a godly person. But by God's grace, that's not happening. Why? Because I know who I am. 
That's all I care about. Or, of course, here's, I'm a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Brand spanking new. Is that true? If you believe in your heart you're a brand new creation in God, how is your behavior words going to change? What fruit is going to come out of your life? That's something to be thankful about. I'm a saint. I'm not being arrogant. I'm a saint. The Bible says so. A saint means a most holy thing. That's exactly what the word means. Tim, you are a most holy thing in the eyes of God. No, I can't be. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I can't be a most holy thing. If that's what I do, I better get on my knees and pray for forgiveness because I'm not believing God's word. I'm telling God, no, I can't be what you say. So I'm putting my brain, my thinking, over the truth of God. I don't want to do that. I'm not, I'm not, I could go through a lot of these things I've dealt with or am dealing with. But I challenge you, go through the list. Go through the list. Pray over some of those things that you hear from the Holy Spirit that maybe you don't believe in as much as you thought. So I go back to Jay's message last week. Three points about thankfulness. Number one, difficult times need decisive thankfulness. Anybody here ever go through a difficult time? Last week. We're always going to go through trials and tribulations. The Bible says so. So we're always going to have difficult times at some point. Decisive thankfulness. Decide. Make a decision. I am going to be thankful in all things. I don't care what's happening. I don't care what the world tells me. I'm going to be thankful. Second thing from Jay's message. Attitude empowers gratitude. Attitude empowers gratitude. What's your attitude? What's my attitude? Is my glass half full or half empty? I wrote that down. But as I thought about it, that's the wrong question. Because as a Christian, as a son of God, my cup is overflowing all the time. It's never half full. We listen to a guy, a preacher, he says, look, I dare you to try to drink out of my cup. You can't drink fast enough. That's the way we should be. Our cup is always overflowing. That's the way God designed it. Rivers of living water flowing out of us. The third thing from Jay's message. Lift your gaze and have a reason to praise. Lift your gaze and have a reason to praise. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. That's what Jay was talking about. So, Lord, we say today, Lord, thank you for me. Thank you for the me you have made me to be. I believe you, Lord. I trust you. 
And if there's a time when I think I'm not the me that you made me to be, and it's my fault, I'm going to come before you. And Holy Spirit, if you have anything to say to me about things you and I need to deal with and get rid of, then show me. But until such a time, I'm going to walk forward with joy in my heart, thanksgiving all over me, all around me, flowing out of me, because I belong to you, Heavenly Father. I am who you say I am. Thank you, Lord. We are who you say we are. And because of that, Lord, now I'm settled in that. And you can show me how to love every single person and see them the way you do. It's possible, Lord. That's where we want to be. And if we're not there now, your grace, your power is stronger and bigger than my ability to keep me from getting there. So do your thing, Lord. I give you full permission to do anything in my life you want because I love you and trust you. Thank you, Lord, for me. In Jesus' name, amen.